Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to part three of the Keegan Hamburg Odyssey. We are looking at a 1979 ITV documentary, Brian Moore meets Kevin Keegan, where Brian Moore apparently spent three months tailing Kevin Keegan around Germany, which we do not believe for a second, but uh, whatever. Uh, it's on ITV Hub. I think it runs out on about June the 21st, so you haven't got much time to watch it if you want to. Um, someone, I don't know, it might appear on YouTube or somewhere like that at some point. Who knows? I don't have any influence over that. I don't know how that sort of thing works, but, you know, it might happen. Can you, download, can you download this when when they put it on ITV Player? No, you can't download it, can you? No, I believe that programmes are available that allow you to download things from the iPlayer oh, I see, and from I see, ITV I Home. Okay, I no. wouldn't know where to find those things. No. I don't collect programmes in a kind of digital archive or anything like that. <laughs> uh, you would need to, uh, you know, look into that. Google yourself. it. Go, on the Google do- or it. go on the dark net. Google it. I, I, I think the uh, programme might be called something like, oh, Get iPlayer Automator, something like that. Not sure. I'm not really your fear with these Mate, things. But is the dark net still a thing, or have they shut that down now? The what? The dark net. You know, the, the secret net. net. Tor- I don't know. What was it called? Tor. I don't know about that. Uh, I think that you're an internet pro, so you do know. Do I'm you? Not, listen, I'm not. don't think that me asking you about this is me implying you're some sort of nonce. I'm just saying... The dark net is a thing. Everyone knows about it. Yeah. Was that th- that tour, was that thing where you could get weapons and hard yeah. drugs delivered? Dr- yeah, I saw it? a whole... There was a really good German drama. I think it was on Netflix, or it might have been Amazon, about a kid who basically... I can't remember what it's called. It's a good programme, and it's about... It's obviously influenced by Breaking Bad, but this kid's like... He's an adolescent, and he's, he's a bit of a nerd. He's like a, a computer nerd. But his girlfriend bloody ditches him for the cool guy in the school who right. deals drugs deal, he's quite yeah. he's from quite a rich family de- deals pills and he's like the cool guy pills. in the air so tablets. understandably the nerd's like you fucking cunt and he decides well obviously that's what girls are into so he uses <laughs> his dark yeah. in, he uses his internet skills to set himself up as a drug dealer uh, and cool. he just basically goes on the dark net and starts buying pills and it's fucking really good they do shit like they start, you know, he gets a, a delivery from Holland and he goes mm. into like a field near his home mm. and uh, a light aircraft just flies across and fucking mm. drops these pills out in a big bag and then he becomes a dealer. But it's very like Breaking Bad. I don't know if you liked Breaking Bad, but it's sort of like that. I in never that got into it. It starts like off mm. as a sort of a, not innocent thing, but it starts yeah. off as a game 
And then before you know it, the kid's fucking going... This nerdy kid is going up and up the fucking food chain and becoming a drug kingpin. These things spiral out of control, don't they? Quite yeah. easily. I think if I was going to look on the dark net for anything, it would be for like a really good washer-dryer. I think you can get that on the clean net. No, I mean better. Like yeah. really... Like NASA quality. Uh, NASA will have really there, good washer-dryers. There'll, there'll probably be ones that fail British safety standards. Yeah. But on a very small yeah. technicality. Yeah. And you can buy Shit them illegally hot. on the dark yeah. net. That's Because one in every hundred sets fire to a home. But I'll you're like... You're, you, you, you're not worried because you know that you're when you put it... The key thing is, most fires... As I understand it, most fires in the UK are started by washing machines, right? Mm, and, most of them, yeah. And you just don't put a wash on and then fuck off out. Don't do it while just you're keep out. Keep it. Yeah, keep just it. Just make sure it's on when you're in. They've, they've replaced chip pan fires as the number one source yeah, of household no one has fires. Chip, chip pan fires used to be a fucking everywhere prevalent when we were kids. Mm. There was probably one of those government safety videos. Narrated by fucking Donald Pleasance. Are you having <laughs> chips for dinner again? Oh dear, you may burn alive and your children too, all for a want of a chip. Oh, <laughs> not just one chip. I am. I mean, the, 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 was, I am the, the spirits of the deep fat fryer. Because <laughs> there was, because it would tell you to put a, a, a damp tea towel over it. Mm. Never ever put water, throw water on it, because. Fuck me, that's it. You're dead then. Yeah. Um, just get a damn tea towel, throw it over the top, sorted. But yeah. people, people panic when a chip pan goes up. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, they also panic when they set fire. When I, I remember my best friend. People set fire. When my best to themselves. Friend, my best friend, uh, SAS legend Chris Ryan. Yeah. told me once that he was at an SAS barbecue. You know, they all get together and have a barbecue, oh, the, the SAS lads. Yeah. And there on was their a, day off, on there, Sunday. There was a big lad, he said he was like a Maori, right? Fucking enormous, you know, six foot six sort of geezer. Mm. Huge. And he accidentally set himself on fire. And he said, and he just, he goes, Chris Ryan goes to me, now, when someone sets on fire, even if you know... And your training tells you that what you're supposed to do is lie on the ground and roll around, right? It goes, instinct takes over. And you just take off, right? You You run around, panic. Because you you panic. He goes, so I saw this lad. He went, whoosh. Fight or flee, isn't it? He went went up in flames and he just fucking took off. He just fucking ran. And I thought, right, this bloke's going to die unless I stop him in his tracks. And he's a big fella. But I just stood there. I stood tall. And he, he kept running towards me. And when he got within range, I just fucking punched him. I knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. he went, and that was the best thing I could have done for him because then he just fell over and we were able to smother the flames. And when he roll came around, around, when he came round, it was he was fine. So to roll him around. Oh, it was the same even, as that time. It, it, it was the rapper that tried to tip the mini over. Oh, um, well, he did. Uh, exhibit. Exhibit. I wonder mm. if it was the same as that, trying to roll this Maori over. The yeah, same strength maybe. required. But yeah. I mean, Chris I mean, Ryan's Chris, strong. Chris, Chris Ryan's strong, but I think he was implying that the Maori was a lot stronger. Chris Ryan's a yeah. strong lad, but he's not tall. But and yeah. the Ma- Anyway, he knocked him out. Um, Hang on, did this Maori catch fire at the barbecue? Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> catches fire at a barbecue? 
fucking loads of people, mate. Fucking... Hang on, I just sat down like eight minutes ago, or whatever. You talked about Kevin Keegan with you, and I, now I'm sitting here going, "Did that memory catch fire at a barbecue?" <laughs> That's question of the week. That's top flight time machine question That's of the week. Top flight time machine for you. Oh, I know. If if uh, that if that lad's still doing out of context top flight time machine, oh, there's God, your new yeah. one. Uh, yeah, he caught fire at a barbecue and he got knocked out. God, I mean, that's not easily done. What's Surely, funny as I've well... Been hundreds of barbecues. I've never seen anyone catch fire. Do you remember me telling you about my mate's dad who bought loads of pasta online and then, <laughs> and then like, didn't... And he had a, a pasta room in the house. Yes. Because he, he yeah. didn't know how to do shopping online, so he'd bought sacks of pasta. Yeah. And then they had too much pasta and, and like, for literally years, you go round there and go... You uh, you want any pasta? No, we're fine for pasta, thanks, Dad. Are you sure? I've got plenty of it, right? So, anyway, I was going to give him a buzz when lockdown started and we were all panicked that there was going to be food shortages. See if he's still had any, yeah. Apparently, he, he's a PE teacher by trade, right? Right. And there's loads of... Fu- there's there's funny there's funny uh There's loads of funny stories about him. And one was... They were all in the kitchen once and they looked out and he was doing something with fire in the garden. Maybe it was a barbecue, mm. I don't know. And he thought he'd caught fire. But, you know, like there was just a little bit of a flame on him. Yeah. And he was like making out. He didn't know anyone was watching. So obviously he was playing out a fantasy in his head that he was military trained because that's what yeah. all PE teachers like to fantasise about in their mind, don't they? Yeah. All PE teachers cool. like to imagine that they're Luke Gossett Jr. in An Officer and a Gentleman. They like to think that they are drill sergeants. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it, but yeah. Yeah. They just think that they're fucking drill sergeants, right? And what was funny was, if you think this is SAS Maori. He didn't know to jump on the ground and roll around, despite his training. Yeah. This provincial PE teacher saw a tiny bit of flame catch onto his cuff, and he immediately, thinking no one was watching him, did an elaborate dive onto the floor and then rolled around for ages. There was no fire at all, <laughs> with a really serious expression on his face. <laughs> Rolling, up, 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 roll, 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 down, 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 roll, 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 roll. <laughs> and then he eventually looked at, and his, all his kids and his wife were at the kitchen window, fucking pissing themselves, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? That's what you're supposed to do when you're on fire. I was, I was ablaze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> roll, 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 roll. Instead of but standing there laughing, you should have come out and smothered me. That's a good point, though, because you never know. You can never truly be sure when the fire's gone out when you're rolling. You haven't got time to stop and have a look, have you? Just keep... So best to over-roll over rather roll. than under-roll. That's our advice. I mean, I know yeah, this isn't live fire, logistics, this episode, always but over-roll. if you do catch fire... A lot of people are always asking on their letters, Dear Sam and Andy, what would <laughs> what do I do if I catch fire? If I catch fire. And yeah, our answer is always the misses. same. All right. <laughs> Our answer's always the same. Or it'll be like, I'm going to a barbecue at the weekend. Yeah. I'm not completely, like, convinced by the health and safety measures they've got in place there. Uh, so my question is, what do I do if I get, if I caught, catch on fire? And we always just say the same thing. We just answer and we just go, overroll. Overroll, overroll. yeah. As they always say, forewarned is forearmed yeah. and all of that. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Well, what is it? The five P's, right? Poor preparation uh, results in... No, poor preparation produces yeah. piss-poor performance. So, <laughs> that's... That, hang on. Poor, poor preparation produces piss-poor yeah. performance. It's the six P's. Six, six it's P's. the six P's, and that, that is like... In the SAS, they live by those six P's, yeah, mate. Yeah, the, the six P's. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't think about that when he was. Uh, he was unprepared for being. Well, he just went to. Does, I mean, this how, is a man who'd someone... been involved in all sorts of, you know, amazing sort of adventures around the world, and the last place he thought he was going to end up catching fire was at an innocent barbecue. But you know, an SES one, but the best place to catch fire, an SES barbecue. Because there's going to be someone who knows what to do. Yeah, I mean, how did he? How did he catch? Was he? Was he overconfident? Do you think? Was he, you know... I don't know. I mean, you've suggested that we get Chris Ryan on as our Humans of Honour. And I think think that's a really good idea. And I think that we might spend a great deal of the conversation asking him about this particular incident. I think the whole episode will probably be devoted to that. SAS barbecue. (laughs) I don't see any point in asking about other stuff. First of all, Chris Ryan, what do you serve? What's on the menu at an SAS barbecue? I'm assuming you don't go in for, like, the halloumi kebabs, the couscous salad, or any of the other kind of sundry vegetarian options. You probably don't even have have buns. It's probably just flesh, lightly barbecued, and then you just eat it with whiskey. (laughs) Cook it in whiskey and then drink drink whiskey with it. And sometimes the meat is human flesh of your enemies. Sometimes... But Saddam's, it's not Saddam's Imperial Guard or whatever they yeah, were called. It, it, it's it's unspoken though. It's a nod and a wink kind of thing. Do yeah. you know what I mean? They'll, they'll call it the the special meat or the the rarer meat or something. The, like the that. flesh of terrorists slash yeah, communists. They'll never because these people are discreet. They'll never sort of openly discuss what it is. Mm. Um, uh, how did we get to that? Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan. Kevin I don't Keegan. think we even got the Kevin Keegan. I've finished we? the Kevin Keegan documentary now. It is incredible. So incredible that I do intend to uh, now watch the Beyond Borg and Sevi Badasteros ones. Unless they've already oh, gone yeah, down, we, I don't we, know. We were on the dark net. That's how we got to it. it was the oh, dark yeah. Net. By the way, that program that I was referring to about the, the kid who uses the dark net to set himself up as a drug dealer is called mm. How to Sell Drugs Online Fast. That's what it's actually <laughs> called. It's quite a good name. Uh, is it is it a drama or is it a documentary? It's a drama. I missed that bit. It's a drama. Oh, it's okay. a drama. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It less fun, but uh, okay. Yeah. And is that on Netflix? 
Just checking to see where it is. Uh, <clears throat> Here's a good tip for you. If you want to know where anything is, justwatch.com. You just put it's a search engine for all the streaming services. It's a, it's a Netflix. You want to see. It's tell Net- you where it is. It's a Netflix series. Have you ever, okay. like, sort of, you know, maybe just imagined becoming a drug dealer? Do you know what I mean? Just like... Sorry, you've gone not- silent there briefly. Okay, oh, someone's back. calling me. What? Have you ever contemplated life as a drug dealer? Never. No. Never. No. I I've never seriously contemplated it, but I've done the sums. Let's say that. Oh, you've done a bit of research into it, right? Okay. Does it uh, add up? Yeah, I wouldn't say research. Risk and but reward. I know how you know you you know street prices of drugs. That's easy to yeah. find out, and then you yeah. start working out what wholesale cost is. And then you start right. thinking Storage. about profit margins. And then after that, you think, yeah. And, I mean, you, you quickly conclude, no way. This would be madness. Mm. But Storage. Do you it, get, like, an industrial unit somewhere out of town? Or do you keep it in your house under the bath? I'd, be, I'd bury it. Bury it? Well, of course, ties in with the digging obsession, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd definitely bury it. And I wouldn't bury it yeah. in my own garden. I'd have somewhere completely random outside of the right. M25. Well, I mean, as we know, I've got sausage rolls buried in thermos flasks yeah. in the Northumberland countryside, but um, I'm not going to give you that location because you might then use it to bury your drugs. No, but it's... you might accidentally dig up one of my thermos. Yeah, while I'm so... digging to bury my drugs, I go, yeah, I was this. There, isn't it? Oh, looks like we could have a little sausage roll on our hands here. Yeah. To sausage roll break. Too bad I'm a vegetarian. Digging. I wonder if he's buried any of those vegan ones from Greg's. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'll tell you that now. No. Yeah, well, I won't but, be going uh, to Northumberland then. You know, I'm a vegetarian, so if I'm out digging in the woods, I'm I'm happy just with nuts and berries. You can, exactly, yeah. you can forage, can't yeah, you? Yeah, just forage. You can forage. Certain fun- fungi, fungal. Yeah, mm. mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms. You have to be an expert. Yeah, don't... What's what's the ex, what's the expert's view? There's certain ones you can't eat. How do you know which ones? Are you just get it on your phone. You get it. There's probably an app. You can't get you can't get a signal mm. in the Northumberland forest. Well, Trust me. I'll, I'll take my chances <laughs> with the mushrooms. <laughs> Depends how hungry I get. I think that's what it did for um, Raoul Mort. I think he uh, he'd eaten some mushrooms and he started hallucinating. That's, that's why, why Gaza was turning. That's out. why Gaza. Well, everyone laughed at Gaza for bringing the chicken along. Turn right? the chicken but he fucking knew if I don't yeah. get down there sharpest with some chicken breasts, this cunt's going to start eating mushrooms. <laughs> and we know yeah. how that'll end. But unfortunately, Gaza yeah. was just that bit too late. Yeah. I had tacos that night. I remember it. I remember it happening on the news, Sky News. No, it was the BBC News was the one worth watching because John Sopel, the BBC yeah. reporter, was actually running down the street was in... Um, Oh, Rochester, wasn't it? Yeah. In Northumberland. He was running down the street because the police had told him to fucking run. And him and everybody else were legging it down the street. And Gaza was coming the other way. But uh, I was eating... And Gaza uh, runs towards ta- danger. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was eating tacos when all that was going on. I still yeah. remember it. You always remember it. Can you still taste them now whenever the, the name Raoul Moat is mentioned? I've got, I've got a fucking... I've got a yearning for tacos right well, now. So just thinking I, about it. I could murder a taco lunch. Might order one. Yeah. Might get a delivery. Order one. Just eat. Yeah. Delivery. There's got to be a taco place that delivers. I think what I might do is um, 
make some tacos and then go on YouTube and just watch that footage again. Because I mean, that was like a, ten years ago now, ten eleven years ago. I mean, have you read the Have you read the book about Raoul Mort? No. Fucking brilliant it is. Um, I'll find out what it's called. Hang on. It's called uh, "You Could Do Something Amazing with Your Life," and it's written in the voice of Raoul Mort. That's by a writer called Andrew Hankinson. Right. And it's like Mort going through his life and his experiences up until this all happened and going through everything that happened. Obviously not written by Raoul Mort because no. he's dead. But what... what um, and, and it's well-researched. It's not like speculative. No, no, it's really well-researched. Yeah, yeah. It's, pro- it's a proper and job. What was, someone... what, what was Raoul... I've forgotten what Raoul Mort's problem was. Like, why did he do police it? Police was picking on him. Why? I don't know. He was just one of them fellas. The police, the police had it in for him. Did they? And then he got out of prison, and his girlfriend was uh, shacked up with a karate instructor or oh, something like that. Nightmare. And uh, he went on a rampage, t- tried to kill her, killed him, um, shot that copper in the eye. I met that copper Didn't once. Well, did it? Did you? He's dead as well now. Yeah, I met him at the Pride of Britain Awards. What were you doing at the Pride of Britain Awards? Fucking getting an award, wasn't I? Daft, what for? daft question. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was just there. I just got invited by the people who organised it. I sat on the same table as Louis Walsh, and I it's just one I, of them where you just thought, "Yeah, I'll go to that." Why yeah, not? of course. I mean, they of got, course, I, yeah. I got an invite to, and uh, so many. There were so many people, like famous people, there. I was like, I, I didn't, I couldn't bring a plus one, so I just had to rock up on my own, and you know, just kind of mm. make friends. Um, you can do that. Yeah, you know, uh, the, those, the, these were different. The, these were different times where I was more sociable, and I went. Yeah, and yeah. I, but in the queue, there was a very big. <laughs> had you had you used one or two social lubricants? No, I don't. I wasn't on the Probably funny even. stuff, but I certainly would have had a few drinks. And in the queue, there was a lot of security, right? Because there was mm. you know VIPs there and stuff, and it was at one of these hotels like Grosvenor House and. In the queue, yeah. you had to get queue out the back and do all that kind of having your phone checked in and all this sort of stuff. Guess mm. who was behind me in the fucking queue? Theresa May, who at the time Whoa. was the Home Secretary. No. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. No, no, no. She wouldn't have no, been. No, it was 2010. I think that she was a leader of the opposition. No, not leader of the opposition, but she was shadow Home Secretary. I don't think... Oh, yeah. I think it was yeah. just before the Tories got back in. And... Right. Um, yeah, so I remember her being behind me in the queue. So I was, I think she was with say? her husband. Yeah, I was just earwigging on the conversation, but mm. it was kind of quite dreary. Uh, but that's yeah. that was fun. And then I sat on the table with Louis Walsh, and I also met all of One Direction. And had a bit of a row with one of them, because I think I had had a few drinks. And yeah, social I, lubricant. I, I think I had a row with um, the, <laughs> the one Zane Malik. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I might have told him to one. wind his neck in. Oh. Well, I, I, I was, I was um, at heat, and I went over and said hello. Editor of heat, you had the authority to do that. Well, no, then. I went over to say hello, and the rest of them, Harry and all the other ones, they're being dead friendly, right? Mm. And then he seemed, I don't know whether he'd had a drink or what. He was like, "What's all this bullshit you're putting about us in the magazine?" And I think, and it was, you know, it was only stuff. I don't fucking who knows what bollocks it was, and I just sort Bullshit. of gave him the old, oi, 
you little dickhead. You should be fucking happy that you're in the fucking magazine. We're doing you a favour. This is going to make you rich and famous. Better than working at a call centre, you little prick. You better fucking work out where your bread's buttered, dickhead. Mind your necking. And one of the others was like, yeah, sorry about him. He's just getting a bit stressed (laughs) at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. And then you met that policeman who's now dead. Yeah, then I met him, but... You know, he seemed Silent like a nice because he was he was he got an award. He was one of the main mm. awardees. Mm. Um, unfortunately, Obviously, he's yeah. no longer with us. But yeah, a memorable night yeah. at the Pride of Britain's yeah. Vorderman hosting. Brilliant. Of course, Vorderman hosting. Yeah. Obviously, um, <laughs> look, I'm going to put this out as a separate episode because we're 23 minutes in and we haven't started talking about Kevin King. So just call it SAS Barbecue I'll, Disaster. I'll just put this out as a bonus episode, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll try again and do the King Award again later on today. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks for uh, for joining us. <laughs> this has been a bonus episode. It's been great time fun. Machine. Yeah. It has. We've had a wonderful time. Thank you very much, TTFN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.